Good morning, y'all. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever time it is, by the time you see this, what's up, y'all? It's nigh May with digging in with nigh May. It is day. I don't know of quarantine. I lost count, but I will say it has been over a month since we've been in quarantine. I started. I went into quarantine. Me and my roommate Kim and I went to quarantine when New York was shut down. So what was that? March twelfth, uh, March thirteenth, maybe so. So we've been in quarantine for a little over a month, like a month and a few days. And, you know, quarantine is, you know, quarantine. (laughs) I've been coming up with creative ways to keep myself busy and to just keep myself sane. I, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to, to, you know, figure out kind of next steps, next steps. And just, you know, what's what's happening within me and for myself. I want to share that maybe two nights ago, I slept on my balcony. I took my sleeping bag out there and I literally camped out on my balcony. And it was just really, I don't know, fun. I really enjoyed it. It was very nice outside. The weather was nice. And it just, I don't know, it was, it was, a, it was a nice moment for me to just release some anxiety and stress that I've built up I'm not really sure around what but I know I am a little anxious and obviously I think we all are in essence a little bit here or there and it may not be completely because of fear of contracting the virus it might just be antsy from you know being in the house or it could be anxiousness for what's next. Or it could be because of your job loss. I'm not 100% sure what mine is yet. It's something I'm trying to figure out. But as of now, I definitely am anxious. And I know it. And I just am trying to do little things that will help. Release some of my anxiety. And that, y'all, was camping outside of my balcony. It was very nice. It was wonderful. And I hope to do it again tonight. So hopefully the weather is just as good. It's been really nice lately in Arizona. Which is a blessing because... I don't know. It's just nice. It's nice. It's nice. It also kind of sucks that we're missing out on this wonderful weather. But it's nice. Last week's episode, I kind of talked about doing something for someone else. Giving in a way out of love. Being able to provide or even just reaching out and talking to someone. And so I'm not sure how many of you guys did that, but I know I even took the challenge and I did stuff. I donated some uh, financially to some other people and some other orgs. I also spent some time talking to people, and I also took a few different org names and and different things I post around social media informing people of ways that they can get involved or if they're in need ways that they're in need this episode I just really want to you know talk about different ways that we can rid some anxiety I know for the city of Tempe specifically they're giving out I believe three free counseling sessions And there's also different tools and mechanisms that they teach you online on how to release some anxiety and stress. And so that's 
something I am taking advantage of. And it's something I wanted to just talk through with you all. How important our mental health is during this time. Now, this podcast is digging in with Naime, right? So we're digging in. We're talking about all things that kind of go into and pass our lives and, and digging into those things. And so mental health has been something I've dealt with in the past. Anxiety specifically. Anxiety took a very large toll in my life in 2016. And because of that, you know, I got sick and I lost weight. And I had a whole sabbatical without being a sabbatical right so mentally I was checked out but I was still around (laughs) and I just don't want to see all the hard work I did just be eliminated because of COVID-19 and so I've been like all right I'm starting to see anxiousness anxious tendencies anxiety to kind of creep its head back in And it's 2020, meaning four years since my first, you know, meet with my anxiety. And I don't want, again, to fall back into those habits because they didn't serve me in 2016. They're not going to serve me in 2020. And so I've been like, what can I do? And and, and where where do I go? What, what, What does this look like? And so I've been talking to my, not my, but, well, no, I have been talking to my, my, life coach I have a life coach and I've also have started this counseling thing or I will be as of right now I haven't started but by the time you hear this I will be and I think the important thing is that you know God made us to be in community and so when we are away from community and it's a blessing that I have a roommate. And so I'm not, you know, all about myself. But even then, when we're away from community, it can take a toll on us. And I think I think the unknown of what is happening is giving me anxiety. I think the financial burden that can possibly happen specifically to me is taking a toll on my anxiety. I think the realization that, like, I can't see my family is taking, you know, it's kind of triggering some anxiety within me. And unfortunately, when anxiety gets really bad for me, uh, the one thing I can't control is how I eat. And so my eating habits have been really bad. And it's not, like, a purposeful thing. I'm not purposely, you know doing anything that I do it just it's it's a it's a subconscious thing it's like my my mind when anxiety happens my my mind my body tells me to go into survival mode and so I really truly believe and I mean if we think about like that's trauma in general right whenever trauma happens into our lives we are hit and you know we release the cortisol chemical within our body which is the fight or flight chemical and everyone's different but mine, my cortisol is like fight. I definitely have a fight. And I mean, I have flight too in different circumstances. I think my flight is more so to ignore. So it's not necessarily to run away, but to ignore and pretend like it's not happening. That's my flight. But right now I'm in fight where well, what can I control? It's kind of what I'm like doing. 
And and I literally woke up this morning and I was talking to Kim and I told her, yo, we're just going to survive today. It's another day of survival. Like we're all just surviving out here. And I think that's okay. I think that's okay because that that's all we can do. But I think it'd be very foolish for me as a believer of Christ to to be walking in this survival outside of Christ. Like ultimately, I think my anxiety begins to happen when I have doubt. When there's doubt on what God can do, when there's doubt on how much he loves me, when there's doubt within my head. And I was on Twitter and this woman who I don't even know if I follow her. I think I follow her now, but I think someone else retweeted her. But she basically asked for everyone who is in, and she had a very large following, but everyone who is in therapy, if they can give, you know, different tips or whatever that their therapists or counselors are telling them. And that's helping them get through this, you know, crisis, this traumatic experience. And one of the things that it said on there that I was like yo I need to think about this but it said one of the people said that we should start asking the question like change the question around it's like but what if I do survive this but what if this works out turns out okay for me but what if I'm good and I think maybe I am thinking and entertaining the thought of what if I don't receive that stimulus check what if I don't get unemployment what if I don't find another job what if my rent people get upset that I can't pay rent? And, like, that's where I think my mind is. I think deep, deep down, like, subconsciously, that's what I'm thinking. And it just made me think of, okay, but what if I do get the money and I pay my rent? What if I do get unemployment? Right? But even if I didn't, right? What if I don't get unemployment? But what else is there? Like, there's other resources. Or or if, if I don't get unemployment, what if I do get another job? So it's just, it's just choosing right? Choosing another mindset, choosing another thing, another thought, another thought. But I also want to recognize that you first have to arrive there, right? Because cortisol is a chemical release. That's something we cannot control within our body that happens if we don't overcome that, which I I don't, I don't know how to overcome. But if we stay there, if we stay with this chemical imbalance, I guess you can say, then we can never get to the, the space of what if everything works out good. And so I'm not a doctor, right? I don't, I don't know what happens. I don't know when it hits a person mentally for them to be like, all right, let's run, let's do this, let's fight. I don't know. But I do know... That, that it is okay. That it is okay to not be okay. Because only in our weakness can we see that we, have, that we need help. Only in our weakness can we see that we need to rise. Only in our weakness do we see that we need Jesus. And so... I think it's important for us to recognize where we are now. This is a very traumatic experience for everyone, for everyone. It doesn't matter how rich you are or how poor you are. It's traumatic. However, the experience will be different for everyone based on, you know, where you live, 
uh, based on your th- the way you think, right? The way you view the world based on, you know, these things like, yes, 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 yes. Th- th- you know, this will be, this experience will be very different. But we cannot minimize anyone. The wealthy, the middle class, the least wealthy. Like, we cannot say that someone is not having a traumatic experience. And we also should not compare traumas, right? We should not say because you're in a big old house, your traumatic experience is any less than mine. That is what we should not do. We can acknowledge that, you know, you might be having a better experience possibly than I am being, you know, having a bigger house. But even then we can't because, again, everyone's mental is different. What people can handle is different. Right, you have a lot of people who have been living on survival, and so they're they're this is is nothing new. I mean, it's new, right? It's new, but it, it's not. They can compare this to something else, and and is it heavy to hold? Like maybe I don't know, but you have someone who's always thrived and lived with such privilege, and then all of a sudden this happens, and it's like ah, right? They've never had to survive. So I can see what this can do to someone mentally. And that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is I'm trying to acknowledge everyone here. I'm trying to acknowledge everyone because we're all affected. Our experiences may be different, but we're all affected. And it's important that we recognize that, that we hold on to that, that we don't try to diminish or minimize anyone, especially the poor, people who are living on the street I've decided I want to stop calling people who are living on the street homeless because what I recognize I wrote a paper about this uh, when I graduated from Public Allies in 2018 and I think after I wrote my paper I think it stuck with me for a few days and I think after like that I just forgot about it or whatever I don't know but I wrote a paper my like quote-unquote final project for Public Allies in 2018 was talking about how it's important that we as as organizations right because I was working for nonprofits important as nonprofits organizations uh, corporations government officials that we do our best and just as people individual people that we do our best at not identifying people as their situation right so when we say a homeless person their situation is that they are homeless but that doesn't mean that that is their identity and I was listening to my podcast episode last week and I was like that bothered me right or even like a wealthy person like that is what they have they have wealth but that doesn't mean that's who they are and so something I want to really I want I want to focus on I really want to try to play with not play with as in like tickle tickle (laughs) but play with us as as understand more engage better but I don't want to call people's identity by what they have or what they lack so I don't want to call someone who's like someone who lives on the street. I don't want to say they're homeless. I mean, they may not have a home, but that doesn't mean that's who they are. And I think if that changes my perspective, and if, if many of us did this, I think that this would cause us to see people simply as that people, as image barriers of Christ. And so I just want to throw that out there. So with that being said, people who are living on the street, they also are, again, still just so vulnerable. So vulnerable. Because they, while they're 
there should be, right? Like the stimulus check should, should, should be enough for them, right? Because for those who are Americans, right? Supposedly, because that's what all the article says. CNN says it. NBC says it. NPR says it. Whoever else writes articles, Forbes, they all say stimulus check for all Americans. But that's inaccurate. That's not true. Because there are many people who are living on the street who do not, who are not going to see that check at all. At all. And so it's just in, I don't know. That's what my mind keeps thinking. And I also think that's why I have some anxiety because, and I think I shared this last week, but because there's only, I'm so limited or I feel limited. I might not be, I don't know, but I feel limited to what I can capably do. What I'm capable of doing. That sounded weird. But I just want you guys to check your mental health. Check your health. Truly ask yourself, how are we doing today? What am I feeling today? Wake up in the morning and just be present. Close your eyes and just be awake and listen. Right? Try to really go through your senses. Move your fingers. You know what I'm saying? What do you smell? What do you see? What do you hear? Practice present, being present. That helps with anxiety. And then I would also say talk to someone. Truly speak to someone because they just might be able to help you get through this. Or they may even be able to help you acknowledge your triggers or what it is that that is bothering you or what it is that is stressing you or what it is that you're fearful of. I won't lie to you. I need to go grocery shopping. And I've been putting it off just because I'm low-key, like, nervous. And what I'm nervous about is that, so I'm in Tempe, right, which is a small place, but also a very large place population-wise. It's it's interesting. And in Tempe, the stores are empty. <laughs> like, there's some... Uh, rows or whatever that are empty at the store still and I know in Avondale where my parents live everything's full over there I'm talking about like I don't see no empty rows no empty columns no empty you know what I'm saying like no everything's filled and it's like nine ten p I walk in ten p and there's empty refrigerator space you know what I'm saying there's empty shelves it's it's a little stressful so I've been putting off going grocery shopping just because I don't want to see that and then I'm also like, but I don't want to pay for someone to deliver my groceries either. <laughs> Ugh. So I've been trying to be a big girl. And let me not do that because I feel like me saying being a big girl minimizes what I'm feeling. But. See, it's a process to even be kind to yourself. It's a process. And I'm learning, y'all. I'm just out here trying to thrive, trying to learn, figuring it out as I go along. And I know you're all doing the same thing. But I hope that 
through all this, you understand that it's not just you, that you're not alone, that we all are feeling something. Even the most strongest, faith-filled person is feeling something. I will say, I also actually challenge you to, to really ask yourself, I lead these Bible studies on Monday nights with some ladies, and one of the questions I ask them is that, what happened in 2019 for you to be prepared for 2020? Because I believe we may not have known it, but I believe that we were all prepared for 2020. Example, in 20, so what happened in 2016 with my me getting sick, with me understanding my body, with me doing research. Uh, also in 2018, where I produced a show, if I didn't, and, and I questioned traumas and what triggers me and things like that, if I didn't do, if those two things did not happen to me in 2016, 2018, in 2020 right now, I would not be able to communicate to you that I'm anxious. I wouldn't be able to communicate that why I'm anxious. I mean, I don't know why, right? But I wouldn't be able to communicate at all this higher understanding that I have about myself. I only have this higher understanding about myself because in 2016 I got sick and I wanted to find out how and why. And then in 2018, once I figured it out, I wanted to dig in and really seek what's inside of me. And because of those two occasions, I'm here now in 2020 and able to be like, this is what triggers me. And when this triggers me, this is how I react. I'm only able to know that. I also will say this while, and I also feel like this is just very stress relieving to me, me talking about it. I'm an out loud processor and thinker. And so this makes me feel really good. Like as much as I'm recording these podcast episodes for y'all, ultimately they really for me, like they just making me feel great. So, but a part of that in 2019, I left my job March of 2019 and God just told me to jump. He didn't say anything else. He said, just go. So I started my small business. I traveled a lot. I served. My mother got sick. Like, so much happened. Financially, I had to figure out how, you know, with money, what that looks like and how to survive off the limited uh, income I had. And, And that has helped me in 2020 because I've done it. I learned how to stretch a dollar. I learned how to serve others better. I learned, I really dug into my faith. And also I was able to fully understand the voice of God when he speaks to me and how he speaks to me. That all happened in 2019. And if that didn't happen in 2019, in 2020 where I'm unemployed, trying to figure out how to spend the money I do have, like I wouldn't be able to do that as an adult if I didn't experience 2019 I wouldn't know how to serve others if I didn't experience 2019 I wouldn't understand other people around the world and what's happening within their lives if I did not experience traveling in 2019 so I challenge you to really sit down with yourself and ask yourself what did I learn before this how was I prepared before 2020 that is helping me in 2020 because I know for me that I was just prepared. This, Everything that happened to me before this has prepared me to now. And I'm just navigating it. And I'm trying to not forget anything I learned. I, I'm a journaler. I try to journal every single day, morning and at night. So like the morning and then a reflection. And 
it's for a purpose right it's for me to i keep all my journals so i can look back i literally was looking back my journals yesterday and i was like dang i experienced this dang i went through this before so it's like i went through things and i got through it and so i can get through this and i know i can but it's just a daily reminder and then me being me i have to always acknowledge that i didn't get through this by myself I had a community of people surrounded around me who many, many of them did not know what I was happening. Many people, uh, many of my friends who listen to my podcast hear the podcast and was like, wow, I did not know this about you. Like, I get that a lot. Like, I didn't know that. I didn't know this. Because I don't, I share a lot of stuff, but I'm very picky with what I share. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. But apart from my community, I also had the Lord. God really was with me. His word says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And there were days, there were weeks, there were months where I felt forsaken. But he was always there and he showed himself. Sometimes I just wasn't paying attention. I was so into the trauma. I was so focused on the pain that I missed the glory that he was bestowing that he was showing me. So, I hope this finds you well. I hope that this does something for you, for your hearts of hearts. <laughs> if you are interested, I'm going to start doing this because, you know, why not? Don't feel any pressure. But if you're interested in donating to me so that I could continue to produce these podcasts, uh, and then also continue to just grow my business. This podcast is underneath my business, my small business life of young realist. If you want to donate to that, you can donate through Cash App at Naime dot Thomas, I think, or Naime Thomas Cash App Naime Thomas. My Venmo, I think, is Naime Dash Thomas. <laughs> I actually don't know, y'all, but uh, yeah. So my Cash App is Money Sign Naime Thomas. If you want to donate a little sign, sign there. If you want to donate to me through Venmo, um, it's Naime-Thomas. You can also donate there. And again, that is just to help me grow my small business and just kind of figure it out. Uh, I, yeah, I just, I need, I need to figure out, you know, next steps for me. And I'm trusting God along the way because he's done it before. He directed me before. And I know he'll do it again. But if you're interested, there you can. If not, that's all right. If not, I do hope that you still got something and you received something from this. So with that being said, peace, y'all.